Satan. Yeah, outstanding. Hmm? It wasn't planned. We didn't get any delivery. We had no um, catering going on, nothing. It was all happening where we were. So, um, remember my last, um, our, our parting from each other? Oh, don't say I don't have it. Uh, yeah. Somebody asked me uh, for the um, blessing. I have it. Come at the end, yeah? The, the one who was the Dharma sister. Back to my... Uh, back to my um, a closing of the party. Mm, our last meditation, I advised you to, after the cake was uh, integrated into your taste and into your system, I said, now uh, contemplate your 58 years having lived. We know that is lived. And... Uh, it's not so in an end. It has still something to some some time to live. I didn't say that. I said, and then that what is now from now on. You can contemplate too, and see what you see there. Nobody answered, so I said, I can answer you. Remember that. And um, I answered, very short against my usual habit. It was short and succinct. When it came to the to uh, for you to meditate, to contemplate the future, what is from now on, that is what is before ye, us. Many years, a few years, we don't know. But for one one thing. Uh, it's 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 quite sure you see the whole thing one year less to live hmm? and in that uh, atmosphere i have my discourse for tonight hmm? you can call it uh, some some contemplation that is connected to the last breath or to this feature of one year less to live it's quite um frightening topic in our Western culture still. It's not a topic at the dinner table. I remember Larry Rosenberg telling me of uh, an incident that fits now. When he came back from his seven-year practice in Korea, there was a party for him. Some or one was curious to hear from him what he learned or what he did in these seven years in a monastic order in uh, um, Korea. And he said, he said um, that he answered, well, about 90% of my time I learned how to be prepared for dying. And that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> it so he tastes. <laughs> so we have occasionally mentioned um, what we accomplish here ultimately in our meditation practice, Vipassana. We awake to the... Uh, to uh, or ask to open up and come become acquainted and uh, integrated uh, and to experience in an integrated way the three characteristics of um, existence. They are actually basically all one and the same, but they are um, possible that they can be distinguished. Oh, and one of these three is impermanence. The other two would uh, be easy to grasp or to understand 
as you begin to understand impermanence within you. It's, it's, in, it's kind of a natural law by which we are governed. Arising and passing away, we had throughout the day a little test and to believe that because we see it in our breathing process, in the alivening process. <clears throat> there is this impermanent feature. The breath doesn't stay. We cannot hold on. It changes to the next and to the next. The feature of arising and passing away. So, and um, now he, I can maybe connect to my teacher here. That was his gate, his, uh, his gate, his pathway, uh, this mode of meditation he chose and he taught it to those who come to, came to him. He felt, obviously, he got to see it deeply this feature, impermanence, in himself, this change on very subtle level. You can come, we ourselves, I have not called you to see it, when you notice body sensations and realize the feature of impermanence in that. Hmm? It's on a very subtle level. And so we see, we can do that next year when you come, uh, 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 kind of entertain and busy ourselves with this feature, with this door to awakening. Hmm? Noticing <clears throat> yeah, throughout this living process in different pa all parts, inside and throughout the skins and through uh, so all features on the mental level. Uh, this phenomenon arising and passing, changing. And uh, somewhere we will hit also the great change. And that is the last breath. So on one level, our whole practice is a little bit of preparation for understanding these things. We, we kind of know a little bit, but very superficially. So now... Um, we had have done it very lightly so far, but I think we had all the students could have a deeper touch with it when you realized you are in contact or you are experiencing body feelings, body sensations, which are is that aliveness that comes uh, is activated and um, generated by the in and out breathing. So, and uh, if we would uh, um, continue, I, we would probably go into deeper levels and discover deeper and deeper this feature in us. We are impermanent, so to speak. And that means Somewhere there is that last breath. There's nothing. nothing. So, um, the Tibetans uh, are very special, also oriented to get this, um, this feature deeply realized in themselves. And they have very various modes for, for uh, practicing. And you can practice it without practicing. You just need to be awake to life around you and, and, of course, within you. But there are changes all over. There are changes <clears throat> wherever you look, wherever you... Um, some are obvious and some are less uh, obvious and more subtle. And most of them we actually take as, as um, uh, for granted. The morning, the sun is uh, arising. We don't think something it changes soon. Before we know, it is 11 o'clock and there's a big sun there. The heat is 120 and um, it changes then backwards again. 
But we take that not really when we're not trained and understand this feature and are not asked to watch it. Then it is just, you know, a reaction to it. Oh, so much and it's too hot and and so on. Hmm? Not knowing that there is really nothing to do except to really become more respectful and taking in greater dignity uh, in and uh, uh, this feature impermanence change but that is in the is throughout the day that, or it is um, uh, it is uh, somewhere else it is in springtime then comes follows the summertime that gives way in order to let the winter come in on all levels just observe your flowers in your in your living room or in your garden I think for that we actually maybe unawarely like to have some flowers around. We see the changes. It's blooming now. Maybe in two days it will bloom. Or it has bloomed and the blooming time is over. Hmm? These are reflections which are very helpful if you have a teacher and you have a real uh, training, uh, enter training time then it becomes very organized. And my teacher had that organized in this way. That was a specific teaching and the mode of teaching to <clears throat> notice and swim with your awareness through the body, noticing on this fine level, arising and passing and changing together with and having included the breath. That is the most obvious feature in our lives to, to capture this. This feature, this characteristic of existence. And it's a kind of, um, a kind of seeing things already. You learn that is also a feature of our practice, to see things in the way they are. So how they are uh, uh, unfold, how life is unfolding. And if we don't take in consciously this feature of change, we, we kind of s- have stepped out of, from ourselves, out of ourselves, because we ourselves are a process that is constantly changing. On all levels, your mind changes. Think what you were thinking when you woke up this morning, and now notice what you are thinking now. And notice all the different thoughts which were between. Now we just become a little bit more, and when we aware, and when we are now going to our inner life and to the breath, that becomes more, um, uh, more, more intimate, and there we can also get a touch with uh, um, what we can say. Oh, that is really what I am. And not what I thought I am, I'm not living forever. The message comes here when I watch my breathing in and out and out and in and out. The message comes finally to our acknowledgement. Oh, yeah, that's my life. It's changing. Sometimes great changes take place. <laughs> Sometimes subtle. So, so we will start now um, and uh, have already uh, to to contemplate in this way, just in that uh, simple uh, practice of applying mindfulness to the living process. We could have watched it in in our walk in movements. It's already changed. We sit now, whilst we were moving, also changes. Because I level now, notice your um, inner inner motions. <clears throat> so um, that is a great that is a great uh, the great one of the great purposes why we are practicing vipassana to come to integrate and to understand this law called impermanence by which we are governed. There is no, no, no way out. That's what we are living, all levels. Hmm? 
So, and uh, at the same time, we don't need to take it so personally. Everyone does the same. If it weren't so, we couldn't practice the way we practice. It applies to us. Mm -hmm. And um, contemplating in this way um, ourselves is also from the kind of psychological level seen, a sort of deconditioning. We begin to see us in a different way. We, we also decondition us from our old views and uh, from old ideas and images about ourselves. We come to kind of become also more honest now when we begin to see this feature. Hmm? It's deconditioning not only on the physical level, of course it's on the emotional level, on the mind level, kind of seeing things objectively. Hmm? I am part, uh, um, I am under the, uh, the, the rule and uh, uh, the law of impermanence. But I'm not, not separated from it. The impermanence lives in me. And that is a very true experience. The purpose is to know that everything we experience is impermanent. It has an ending and a beginning again. And both can be welcomed. And both we, we deny. Or uh, when, when either the going away is a sad experience, is a loss, or when it becomes a, a, a gain again, when it comes and changes. That what comes is, and is new is not always pleasant either. So, so then maybe let, let us look a little bit more, take a short glance more at this impermanence and uh, how we can kind of make a little practice right now. Um, and um, kind of look in the world around us, in the wide world, changes. We can contemplate the stars or the galaxies and those clouds and um, the seasons and um, uh, the changes. Uh, they, they constantly change and we get exchanged too extinct and replaced again. Go to the animal world, the beginning of, I don't know whether it was the beginning of this planet, when these large animals lived here, there is nothing left of them, and soon we will have our present large animals uh, 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 disappearing. There are only, I think, 1,000 elephants left. Last year were 18,000, or somehow that kind of uh, fast mm, change is taking place. Whatever the causes are, but it is changing, there's nothing. So um, there is a book, you might be interested, by Mac Cloyd. He, it's called Wake, Wake, Awake to Your Life. And that talks about nothing except how you can integrate this law and the, the, the effect of dying. And that is at one point happening in this impermanence. Hmm? He, he, he speaks, uh, he calls that book also the deconstruction of conventional reality. Big, huh? Deconstruction of conventional con uh, reality. Means deconditioning our views. Mm-hmm very eloquently and clearly describes the integration of this universal subject or issue impermanence. Now, of course, in the alignment, he does it with the Tibetan tradition and gives also instructions. I plan sometimes have a four-week four retreat and go through that book and learn how more on integratedly and uh, more um, intensely uh, this uh, this integration till you know there is 
no need of integration. You are the impermanence. Hmm. And then we can think in our own ways, uh, if we want to continue a little bit on the light way, about world systems that come into existence and they might, and we know they might live for a few years or eons, but they get destroyed too. There's no such a thing that is staying solid. Mountains erode, seas dry up on rivers, whole species of planets and animals become extinct and replaced again. The feature of impermanence on very solid material level. Hmm? Um, uh, and this, 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 this lifestyle, the cycle, this lifestyle cycle itself uh, uh, repeats itself again and again. And uh, so um, smaller things disappear and larger appear. And, uh, and wherever we look, uh, we can, if we become more refined and aware and alert, we begin to see that more in all things, in small things uh, and in larger. We notice the season as a universal law of impermanence and uh, looking at the plants in our garden or house it's the same when they sprout and grow and when they die again and they die and but we have no reaction to that it's not such a dramatic thing because that's we have integrated that is the nature of the flower we have not done that with ourselves. We can think about the seasons. I mentioned that already in this plant. Endless things in the world to experience impermanence. It's really a very interesting feature of our meditation or object for our ed- meditation. As <clears throat> So there is, you look around here, in your families and uh, and uh, and a large family, there is that feature. They are getting babies born, and old people die, and um, there is birthing and dying all the time going on, and uh, it's a kind of a movement, cosmic movement. If you connect a little bit to the wider scene, we don't need so uh, kind of so re- be so reactive and so um, overwhelmed with with um, pain when we experience such losses in our family. Can bless this the situation, can take it as your object of uh, integrating, realizing. That is so, and to <clears throat> so uh, we come uh, come then to such a state which I think I talk about myself that uh, you um, it is so that it is reversed. I don't need to recognize it there. It teaches me impermanence teaches me for I exp- begin to. See it quite wherever I go. You know, just um, it's there. It is a law. It's no other way. Hmm? And once, as I said, we are trained. We see impermanence wherever we look back and forth, in front of us, behind us, constantly, and it feels like it teaches us. It reversed now. So, so let's continue looking a little bit at uh, our practice. Uh, and so we get born to, now we start uh, all our things, going to school, and uh, it all, it's all changes. Then a professional uh, uh, attainment, and the marital attainment, and uh, all the dukkha visit, everything changes. <laughs> 
fabulous on the personal level, on the on the family level, on the social level, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and we grow up and do our things and go to education and profession. It all changes. Children come in into it, into the families, in this process. And in that process of living in this way, in this being obligated to our tasks we have assumed and so on, have made ourselves responsible for it, we are getting older. That is a real change, and that is a change we are fearing, and we are not so friendly with it. Of course, when you have Vipassana, you do a little bit better with it, and increasingly. So, so you see, look at it, education, profession, children, family, and so on. So where are we going then from then? We do our profession. Mm-hmm. We build our houses maybe more safely, whatever. But where do we go? Which direction, which highway? We are going to die. Be gentle with yourself. Just get to go to your breast. Stay too close to it. And see that it is actually from then on, it is from the beginning, one way road. There is no turn. It is like the, the, the um, arrow. The minute it is clicked and released, there's no turn back. It goes into its goal. That is what I, in the way I see can see this uh, life to that one-way road. And uh, it sounds hard, perhaps, but it's true. So be gentle, and, uh, and if you don't believe it, make a little bit a review of, to, and go to other people you know have died. And you maybe kind of see, oh yeah, it might is my is true. Hmm? <laughs> Just think, <laughs> it's 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 hard to take, and some really also it is maybe a little bit absurd, but somehow harbor the people. Some may harbor, or maybe you have to. If I could be a good meditator, and I am a, a good uh, vipassana. And I may wake up to an enlightenment. Maybe I get exempt. <laughs> and that is unconsciously coming, moving through your, through, your, uh, through your consciousness. You don't think much of it, but it does. That is not anymore you doing. You kind of see that moment. And then comes a little ego in and said, well, if you do everything right, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. At least it pacifies for the very moment and it reduces a little bit our fears of the unknown. Huh? Uh, so um, there is no way. You know, actually, we all know the answer, but uh, let us still continue looking at it. Maybe there is a way, <laughs> a, a loophole there. Hmm? <laughs> So just look at, uh, just bring Buddha to you. He was a human being, a prince. Hmm? Yeah, he was one uh, who developed deepest insight and a, an awakening of an extraordinary quality, which no human being so far has come to that extent. They have, but they could have not given us such an accurate uh, 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 um, Guidelines, huh? where he can, uh, where millions of people can follow safety for awakening. It's an extraordinary, wonderful thing. So, but he has gone too. His body, that is gone. His mind, that was awakened, that didn't die actually anymore. We have it now. So yeah, so that is. Um, 
He had the greatest power that a human being possibly can attain, and he is gone. So we could take a little bit of ease here and say, well, there maybe is no extra way out. Then look at his disciples there. I think of of, um, Mogalani. He was a chief disciple of him. He had very, as I said, very psychic powers, and that could move him around and uh, shift him through the universe or through, through distances. And um, he, but he died too. And great, other great masters, like Narupa and Milarupa and Itolopa and uh, present ones. Suzuki Roshi, very uh, renowned, enlightened being, and um, uh, Trungpa, and uh, my my teacher, and um, and others, other great people, not just spiritual capacities, great artists, great rulers, great. Um, um, uh, artists of life, and so on. Hmm? They all died. We can go on a little bit <laughs> to make us believe that this is, that is so, so, so. All over the world, let's go in, think of all the great civilizations that have come into being, the Romans, the Egyptians, the Greek. It's all done. It's not anymore there. All of has died. So it seems to be that it cannot exist always so long. It has always a limited time for, li- for life. Even mountains, actually, we are told, and we also know that. So, and of course, all these things, or the, all those when we speak about civilizations have died, they are really human beings that have died. And they are human beings with uncles and cousins and fathers and mamas. Hmm? We don't see it. It's a concept. If we don't go closer and see what is behind, then it's something totally immaterial then. Um, so, and uh, there's also that uh, great um, um, category of people we call the rulers and politicians and endowed with enormous power in, 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 in the day-to-day life in, in, the, in the world. People with high intellect, artists, tremendous abilities, or academics and scholars and researchers and scientists, just to make us realize, no matter how famous, how much they had, how great it was, they died. So that might <laughs> make us more cool in, 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 as we kind of contemplate that issue or We'll hear it, and uh, we may settle in into this law of impermanence. Hmm? So, my dear friends, let's continue. Mm. Yeah, I um, have... um, in, in, in addition to uh, what we are talking, to really make it um, um, realize also that this dying, this moment, is also an unpredictable. It is, cannot be planned, and sometimes it can be foreseen. Hmm? But here is a wonderful uh, example of that in the book of, um, um, what is it? lost that. Let's see. I think it's a book of Hiroshima. 
Yes. There is a book called The Unforgettable Hiroshima. And there is a description of someone who, who had no, no idea, of course many, who speaks about this sudden experience of, 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 uh, of, die, of death. This is of the book of the Hiroshima. This morning started, the morning started with a cloudless blue sky. I got from the streetcar at the Kobe line in the mo- at 8.10 a.m. The door was open and I was standing there as I heard the starting siren ring. I saw a silver flash and heard an explosion. Everything was instantly covered with fire and pink-blue light. The light was blue and hot and painful. Innumerable pieces of glass attached me in, in the head and face and back. Touched, touched, yeah, touched me, I said. Uh, I was pushed from behind by a very strong force. I fell down. The next morning everything went dark. We can relate to other uh, instances that say the same of that sudden unexpectedness because that what we talk about, this feature in within impermanence, the last breath, is 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 come can come any time. Comes to everyone, that is for sure. It is also that is sure it comes for but it is not sure when. Hmm? It's also uh, so there is this tragedy of, of the uh, towers. They didn't plan to die. They went very happily and trustingly into the morning uh, office, and, and, and no one could foresee that, what was happened then. And it can happen also to us any moment. Just look, the possibility we have where well, we can have accidents, the streets tell us, the traffic tells us already. But just simply at home, these electrical gadgets we have now, I mean, how quickly can you get uh, 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 electro, uh, electro, yes, electrocuted, yeah, and many have. So here is Don Juan, who has read, read uh, the book, he has uh, had students, and that was his teaching, to realize that we are um, a part of this, uh, have to be open, uh, we are part of impermanence, we are the impermanence, and we'll have to go through this door, the last breath. Hmm? And his practice was a preparation for that. And yours is too, actually even if you are only 29 years old. And it is not to make you sad and kind of gloomy and see there is this really, you have to be careful, there is not much happening, this is what is happening. You know, no. It, it lifts us out of enormous amount of uncertainty and uh, distrust and anxiety. Hmm? It is actually freeing. And... Um, so Don Juan here said to his student, uh, when he asked, uh, I don't know the question anymore, I shortened it here, you don't have time, my friend. That is our dis- misfortune of human being. Focus your attention between you and your death. Without remorse, without sadness, without worrying. Just uh, take it as an as a uh, um, object of attention, I think you know the, the that that uh, place in Don Juan. He was a bestseller for a long time, and this was the issue. Everyone quoted him. Hmm? Focus your attention on the fact that you have no time between you and the death, and let your act and your action and your life flow accordingly 
Let every act, each one, each of your acts, your unfolding, your your speech, your 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 activity, be the last battle on earth. That means be accurate and take it to the last. Uh, in in the highest dignity, take it as an object of attention. That means to hold your awareness in the awareness of of this atmosphere of that last 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 breath atmosphere of death. In other words, hmm? then he goes on and says, so. Um, so we don't know really, yeah, don't know when we are going and when that is happening in our flow, in in our impermanent, uh, in our life that is uh, holding it. <laughs> so, um, So why do we turn away so 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 so, so vehemently? I don't think we do. You have enough practice that you already are a little bit. You had also a lot experience to practice with those you have lost and from your family, and you could deal with your mindfulness and uh, um, bring equanimity about and ex- ex- practice acceptance of the things in the way they are. Hmm? The fear. Why are, why are we so afraid of it? Have you ever thought of it? So I think it is maybe, of course, the unknown, but it's also, I think, the ultimate, if you don't really think it through, so as first touch, it's like it is you going into the ultimate loneliness. Also, that is also an idea. You're not going in the ultimate loneliness. You integrate into an enormous universal energy. Hmm? But there is no individuality anymore that we lose. So... So, in order to really deeply integrate, we have to... Uh, like Tungpa says, um, to make do do hard work or do our practice, and our practice, you know, is not uh, uh, giving. Is not only rendering us to rendering a kind of hard effort and heaviness. No, it has also when we are successful to see at moments things as they are. It brings joy. And it uh, um, comforts us, and it frees us from unnecessary, compulsive, uh, irrelated uh, think, thinking and thoughts. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about this? What is what it may be like when I'm moving through that door? I cannot sense anything. Mainly, is it, it is a gray. It's it's not clear. You can now inject your ideas, you know, of the of the queen of the death you may meet, or you may have an enormous reception by Saint Peter, or whatever. You know, yeah, you can do all kinds of things, but. Uh, Basically, when you come back down to nitty-gritty, it is just gray, gray. Who has done that? Who agrees with me? Who knows what I'm talking about? Hmm? So that is why we are practicing. That is one of the great reasons. And you can uh, uh, realize it uh, uh, also just from the little we shared, and that it, uh, um, the practice we are doing has the power to calm us down, to see this more clearly, to accept it with the softness and love of our heart and with our compassion and wisdom, right understanding. 
And you have here also a wonderful tool or energy in you uh, um, developed uh, that you can help those who are suffering tremendously when this kind of loss in the family uh, or wherever occurs, which you have to mourn and you have to suffer. You know, that is... uh, when you see it is because of the ignorance of not being, having that cl- clear understanding, the lack of practice. The mind has to be trained to accept these things that are reality. We are living very superficially. I don't mean so directly you and me. I think we all are already quite above all that. You can take that even if you haven't had much practice. But the fact that you came here, they're open to explore more, that you know there is something for me to learn and to hold my heart open and to change. There are so many different levels of, um, of, of, um, of living and uh, practicing of being ignorant or being wise. Hmm? So uh, here is again um, the opinion of um, the teacher Don Juan. This he says, is your eternal companion. It is always to your left with an arm length. It has always watching you, been watching you always, will until the day it will tap you. And then the contemplation, we can, he says, kind of gives us uh, that, uh, 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 that energy, that contemplation. Uh, how can anyone feel so important when we know that death is stalking us, that we lose this, what we are, assert and defend and have so over-evaluated as number one issue in my life. So how can we do it as we, when, if we at the same time understand all that, what he said? and that it is no exception for us, for nobody, hmm? for the greatest. And that moment, um, I I really speak of my experience, when I can touch that a lot, I see it, a lot of what we can call pettiness drops. It's really contributing to our purification of the mind, the cultivation, we cultivate mindfulness, read right one. To such an extent is the mind uh, cultivated, where it has left, lost all interferences, is totally in balance and deep equanimity and clarity of perception. And you know, and what you really know and understand through your far experience gives you confidence. You, you, you can. Um, you don't need to do your friend yourself. You, you have that great safety in yourself. Have you noticed that sometimes? Maybe. <laughs> so then. Um, In, in, in another place, he says, "This is, on, is the only advice that we have. Whenever you feel, as we always do, that everything is going and to be annihilated, turn your death, tend to your death. No, turn to your death, and ask that is it that this is so. Your death will tell you that you are wrong." that nothing matters outside its touch. Your death will tell you, I have not touched you yet, and thus you drop the cursed pettiness that possesses a man or human being, a woman or man, 
that lived a life as so that life is nev- will never be tapped by death. That means absent-minded in it, according lives according to the ideas. So in that way, my dear Dharma friends, we don't need to, to kind of hang on to that idea when it comes up. Well, that is really gloomy, gloomy te- topic on, on a birthday party. Hmm? But it's actually very fitting. And um, it is, therefore, it, it can be, you can see it a very useful and uh, means, skillful means for our practice to awaken to the purity of our mind, to wisdom, to a deeper insight, to ultimate freedom from affliction, from anxiety, from hostility, and from ill will. Can you imagine? Only three potent negative uh, hindrances and so on. And 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 we, and we grown up, established human beings, cannot handle that. Live very much under the, under the rule and under the uh, pressure of these uh, uh, unwholesome qualities, hindrances. We can say, my teacher was very clear: evil forces. That's it. He said, just get rid of those. So mindfulness. Hmm? So all, all, te- all, all branches in the uh, Buddhist uh, uh, field, there are three, three important branches. The Buddha teaching has split the Saravadin and the Zen and the, and the Tibetan. They all have this as a very number one issue to, to accomplish. To get, and this one of the three characteristics, or in, included in the three characteristics of existence, we shall really integrate and understand in us impermanence in this case. And that's where we find that, that, that point that is the greatest change that is a change we can experience. And that um, um, it is said, if you can do it whilst you die, you, you, you have finished that line. You are uh, offered yourself to the great uh, cosmic energy, to the Lord, whatever you want to say, to Buddha nature. So we can really say, maybe you could feel it too, that uh, it is has nothing to do with gloominess and depression, but that it really can enliven our lives, bring it, bring in our that life into our awareness, to greater appreciation, to greater carefulness to live, when we really now really also understand our limit, the time we have. You have no time my friend. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And another aspect is to be seen here. It really awakens us to the, to, to, uh, the present, to the beauty of the present moment. For you can shake in that moment, as I already said, a lot of pettiness. You accept what is. You you tune into the cosmic uh, uh, atmosphere. You let go. You have learned it from not taking your breath. You uh, cannot hold on. That feature of clinging and craving also we leave. It's an enormous freeing. Hmm? And... Uh, it awakens when that falls off, then we are awakened to a different, different uh, um, 
it's yeah, to, to a different uh, state of mind is not right, to a different seeing, hmm? and it's free, without any burden. May I, uh, free, free. We didn't have a chant like that. There is one. Mm-mm. Breathe in, breathe out. I'm feeling like the mountain. I'm feeling like the the water. Um, and uh, that reflects what is real and true. And um, I am free. Is um, the the recognition? Yeah, I think I like to come to an end and give you, invite you only now, to uh, what Ramdas says about this experience. Who knows of him? You know, he's a kind of first generation spiritual teacher. Has had a tremendous setback through a stroke and is bound to the wheelchair still. He couldn't speak and in seven years I think so enormous effort he learned speaking. How to move the tongue and the lips and uh, in order to form a word. Seven years he describes that somewhere. So um, he was a fabulous uh, disciple of the of breaking into the old society hmm? and uh, helping along you know, to bring about this new age spirit, which has somehow the, it is marked by this movement um, and this effort toward myself, toward awakening. toward freedom from that what is um, hindering and uh, holding us uh, away from our potential. Toward liberation, deconditioning. Hmm? So here he is. I like to read you this. And he said when he went to visit death row, in San Quentin. He said, there were about 35 men. They all had been condemned to death, but they were not quite sure yet because the federal court had to make some decision. So Ramda said, as I went up to each cell, there were only a few who were not receiving me openly and clearly, and quietly or consciously. The feeling I had was that I was visiting a monastery. For these men who were facing death had been pushed into a situation that had cut through their melodrama, and they were right there in the present moment, moment after moment as we were sitting. We sat together, sending out love to all sentient beings in this universe. There was light pouring out of these people's eyes. We got so very open that it was easy for all of us, for everyone here, for every one of us, without freaking out to say, I love you. I cannot tell you whether that was what was happening. Let me read it again. I cannot tell whether that what is happening to you, he speaks now to them, is a blessing or a curse. For there is little chance, he said to him, to them, that we, we again would be sharing a space that is higher than this. 
on the edge. Hmm? There was nowhere to go anymore except the present moment. Well, thank you for your patience and listening. I hope it has um, contributed for maybe a little bit further opening that window through which we have to go or that door or diminish some of our doubts or hindrances. Hmm? Thank you. Yeah, bring. Sadhu so bad. That's only eight minutes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.